You're listening to P-R-O-X. When I make a film, you know, I look forward to going off and writing a book, or I look forward to going out on tour as a musician. And when I come back and I make another film, I'm just filled up now, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, I have something else to say, you know, in that department anyway. So, you know, I've always encouraged anybody who's multifaceted as a creative man to just go out and do all these other things because they keep the well constantly flowing. You're listening to In Proximity. Blitz Basawule is a filmmaker, musician, visual artist, and author. Born in Ghana and based in New York, Blitz's feature directorial debut, The Burial of Kojo, was acquired by Array Releasing, the distribution arm of Ava DuVernay's production company, Array. It was released on Netflix in 2019. After that, Blitz co-directed Beyonce's Black is King, which earned him a Grammy nomination in 2020. Blitz is the director of the upcoming The Color Purple musical for Warner Brothers, produced by Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, Quincy Jones, and Scott Sanders. As a musical artist, his albums include Diasporatical, Afropolitan Dreams, Native Son, and Stereotype. His first novel, The Scent of Burnt Flowers, was published in 2022 and is being developed into a television series by FX with Blitz Producing. Blitz is also the founder of Africa Film Society and the recipient of the Guggenheim Fellowship, TED Fellowship, and the Vilcek Prize. Blitz met our founder, Ryan Kugler at a TED conference before Blitz shot his first film and before Ryan made Black Panther. They talk about their first meeting, multi-hyphenate artistry and the importance of creative rotation, and working as filmmakers who tell stories across the Black diaspora. I'm Ryan Kugler. I'm one of the founders of Proximity Media. I'm also a writer, director, producer, and um, I'm here talking with my good friend, Blitz. I met him as Blitz the Ambassador, but I'll, I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, my name is Blitz Bazawule. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a writer. I'm a musician. I'm a visual artist. I'm originally from Ghana. I'm the founder of Inward Gaze, a creative company, and it's a pleasure to be here. It's amazing, man. So, uh, Bliss, we just were going back and forth about, you know, when we actually met. And what's crazy is with technology and how we travel, we can go back to, like, the exact dates. We were uh, talking about how it was um, February 2016. Yes. And we were at the TED conference. Yes. In Vancouver, of all places. Of all <laughs> places. How'd you wind up getting there, bro? So, I, I became a TED fellow in uh, 2016. So, I was, I was, uh, it was my first year as one of the TED fellows. And... I also had the great privilege of performing on the main stage with my band. So um, that was my first time at the TED Con. It was overwhelming, man. It was so much going on. It was mm. so many people. But, you know, that was, it was also not as diverse uh, a space back then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I remember seeing you way across the room. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's another black guy. I definitely got to go talk to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I came up, and that's when I recognized it. I was like, oh, man, that's Ryan. I mean, I had already seen Fruitvale, of course, mm. and um, I'd seen, of course, uh, Creed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, I feel like that was how we met. But I will never forget this, though. When you were like, yo, walk with me. And we walked over to the Ted uh, bookstore, mm -hmm. and you were like, yo, I'll get you this book. It's going to change your life. 
And that was um, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. And legit, it is the book I am gifted. I've gifted that book to more people than I can count. That's amazing. And the, the principles of that book, bro, is how I get here without a question. Wow. Without a question. We'll go in depth later, but but I just, you know, thank you for that because that meant a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. Bro, I didn't even remember that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting listening on the edge of my seat like, man, what did I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> man. No, man. It's, it's a brilliant book. And I'll tell you the beauty about that book, though, um, is that it talked about how as an artist, because, you know, I come from hip hop and biting is a cardinal sin, you know? Mm -hmm. But biting is biting one person's style, right? Yeah. What the book taught me and taught us, you know, was that your job is to figure out how to siphon from several people. Yeah. And that's how you create something special, right? And um, yeah. that was truly a revelation for me. You know what I mean? Oh, that's amazing, man. I'm glad I was a positive influence. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Um, I remember, man, like I met you at a time when I needed you, bro. It was, it was, it was crazy about it because it was 2016. I had just gotten that the job to co-write and direct Black Panther, the first one. Yes, sir. When I was just coming off of Creed. And it was maybe my third TED conference I had been to. Mm -hmm. But I, I always found it to be a place I was always thankful to, to be invited. But it was challenging, like, in terms of um, finding people who looked like us back then, you know. And, and, but, I, you know, something in my gut told me that I should go that year because mm. I was making a film that was going to be so, like, science fiction forward. And we were wrapping our heads around it still, my co-writer, Joe Robert Cole, and I. But I felt like it would be important to go. And, and I also knew that year that I was going to try to get to the continent for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember when we met, and we we're talking about a lot of things, but really I was kind of asking you, like, you know, where you from? And, and yep. it turned out we knew a few people in common, like Bradford Young and Terrence Nash, a few other folks in the music business. And I think on your on your badge, it might have said, like, artist or, or what have you, but, you know, yep. you were very music forward at the time. Very. And then as we started talking more, you know, you started talking about that you were a filmmaker, too. Of course. You know, and I, I got really excited. But, yeah, like, I, I mean, I remember shortly after that, I hit you up about traveling to the continent to see if you had anybody in the places that I was looking to go. Because you, you listen to Ambassador, of course you did. You know what I'm saying? You have somebody in every country. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was it was amazing, man. Like, I'm glad that I could, could recommend anything for you, man. Because the way you, you looked after me a few months later when it was time for me to make that first voyage home, it was just like the advice that you gave me and, and the folks that you connected me with, man. It was just incredible, you know? No, it's beautiful, man. And shout out to my girl, Vuyi. Um, oh, yeah. Big shout out to Vuyi. Yeah, man. It was, And that's the beauty, right, of like diaspora work when you've moved around enough to know enough people across the world. And and that that work for me has always been like the center, mm -hmm. right? Everything we do, it kind of comes out of that creatively, but um, connecting people, connecting ideas and, you know, vice versa, bro. Like, you know, going back to Ghana, cause you, you know, you talk about this very critical point for you. For me, it was equally critical because mm -hmm. I was transitioning from, like you said, music heavy. That's pretty much what I'd done for 10 years prior. Mm -hmm. But the challenge was that, you know, I knew that the industry was plateauing in a way that I just would never be able to keep up, you know? So I immediately was like, all right, you know, my mom always just said, use all your gifts, you know? And I started as a visual artist, you know, as a kid, you know, I drew a lot. And that always told me that I had a, I, I had some visual, qualities about how I saw things. Mm -hmm. And so I took full advantage of that meeting because, you know, the other thing is you were like the first director 
who ever like talked to me. Oh, you man. know what I mean? Like that's another thing. Like you know, when you're making these transitions in life, you know, you never really know. Like you know, you kind of show up with hopes, but like you were the first person that was like, "Yo, like this is what I do." And of course, I'd followed your work, and so I, I knew enough um, about what the spirit of the work you did, right? So anyway, going back to Ghana to make Burl of Kojo, man, I was like, I took all that you had kind of taught me in that brief moment of meeting, right? And made the movie, but the beauty of it was coming back, right? And sitting with you and Zinzi and getting incredible notes, right? For that film. And in all honesty, bro, like that was the beginning for me. Like this whole journey, does not begin without that meeting at Ted, <laughs> coming back from Ghana with the film, and then kind of figuring out where to go from there. And that's incredible, man. Like, I mean, I remember you, you know, us staying in touch and you talking about, I mean, we would just stay active on Westside. That like, was I remember it. you went to Senegal. Yes. And it seemed like it was your first time maybe in Dakar. It was my first time, yeah. And, and it was an arts festival, I believe. And you were sending me pictures, yep. you know, images of, you know, from the continent. This is before I had a chance to go. Yep. And you were saying, man, look at what these artists are up to. I just met this guy who was doing this. I just met this person who's doing that. Yep. And then Ludwig, our composer, Ludwig Jorgensen, one of our partners at Proximity, he ended up going to Senegal with his wife, oh. you know, like like shortly after that. Wow. To touch down and, you know, fellowship with Baba Amal and, and get in touch with all the musicians out there. Of course. And I remember you, you, um, it was a retina exhibit that was there and you sent that imagery and that was a big inspiration for me and Hannah Beekler, our production designer on Black Panther Shut Down. Wow. But it was a, it was like a constant exchange. We were just exchanging music. Constant. And I remember when you were going to make your movie, set up your film offices and man, I remember the pictures that you were saying and like you were saying, I'm going to this village that's on the water. Yep. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Yep. Here's our offices. Yep. You know, yep. And it was, yep. it was crazy inspiring, you know, um, mm. to watch the grind and to watch you achieve it. So when you came back with the movie and you had hit me and Zinzi up, Zinzi Kugler, who's my wife and also a founding partner at Proximity Media, you hit us up and was like, hey, man, I, I got the movie. I'd love for y'all to take a look, you know, get some feedback. And I, I was just fired up to see it. Mm. I remember we watched on the projector in our condo. Yes, and, and, yes, yes, yes. And I think we went and got some food like across the street. Yeah, we went and got some food. Yeah. We, you guys broke down the notes for me. Yeah. And, and yo, it is, <laughs> it is. And I have to say, I mean, remember the movie started completely different. Like that for me is the thing I always reference, you know? Yeah. And, and you were like, nah, Bliss, this movie starts five minutes later or like 10 <laughs> minutes later. Like, you know what I mean? And, and at the time, of course, I'm over there going, wait, 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 because we don't understand. You know, yeah. like, like this is, you know, but that, but that, that's the beauty of these notes right it's just like in your sober moment right in your quiet moment you can sit down and you can process them and you can go yeah man he's right he's right it's starting that's that's the wrong place to start right and and that i'll tell you the beauty of that was that then ava duvernay yeah you know ava who runs array and a prolific filmmaker herself yeah well, my big sister our big sister our <laughs> big sister right saw the yeah. movie and was like listen blitz I'll give you a path, you know, I'll give you a path. And, and that I'm so grateful for that opportunity because, you know, yeah. distribution is the other wing of what we do, right? 100%. It's one thing to make a beautiful film. It's one thing to make a heartfelt film. The challenge is how is this movie communicated, yeah. right? And Ava embraced me as, as a young brother and, and really brought me up, showed me the ropes as well, right? You know, yeah. from my first press conversations, you know, uh, we had a New York Times review. I mean, things that I'd never dreamt of, right? Yeah. And then Beyonce sees that, yes, right? Which becomes like, I go, you know, it's like sometimes you, when you're beginning a journey, you really can't tell. 
you know, where it all goes. Right, you know? right. You just know that I have to do the absolute best I can at this moment, right? But you don't know what comes out out of it. Jeez. And 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 for <laughs> you know for Ava, yeah. you know what I mean, for Ava to to put it up and for Beyonce to see it and and be so moved that she was like when making Black is King and I want you to come uh, be involved with this with us, you know, and help help guide it. Bro, that was like Oh, it's Beyonce, bro. Like, yeah. it, come on. Like, this is this is the greatest. And, and, and the music, that you started with music. Music. You know? The music, bro. And, and I, you know, it's just, it was such a, talk about a whirlwind. And, and we're only talking, We well, we met in 16. You know, I, I went back, made the movie 17, 18. I was back, right? It was fast. To watch it with y'all. And 19 was when all of this happened. The movie yeah. came out on Netflix, 19. Yeah. I worked on Blackest King in 19, and yeah. then 20, the pandemic hits. Yeah. And we're not done with Blackest King. Yeah. Right? So now, now, you know, so now you're going, was this all? Is it all going to go away? Is my momentum gone? Yeah. Is it all going to go away? <laughs> yeah. But then the crazy thing is, while that window of uncertainty is happening, the film drops on Disney Plus. At the same time, same window, I get a call, hey, Warner Brothers is looking to do color purple, mm-hmm. are you interested? Mm-hmm. Nothing has happened this quickly in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything I've done yeah. has taken, you know, five, 10 years, yeah. you know? Um, this was insane because, bro, literally I got this job in less than two weeks. Yeah. I remember when you got it, bro. I remember when you got it. It was, it was, you were the first, you know what's crazy? First person I called. Oh, man. Bro, be, legit. So I'll tell you this, Bliss, I was hearing about it from the other side. Because oh. at Proximity, our first two film projects were at Warner Brothers. Oh. And we were working with Nigel on Judas and the Black Messiah with Shaka. Shout out to Nigel. Nigel Kirkendall. Incredible exec. Yeah, she's yes. at Netflix now, but she was at Warner Brothers then. Yes. And had been at Warner Brothers for like, I feel like over a decade. At that time, yes. was really poised for major things, yes, and was already doing major things at that time. Indeed, and she, you know Indeed. we would talk about our other projects, you know, and you know, Color Purple was like her baby, yes, and yeah, she was like, yeah, we we bringing in Bliss, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> like, I was yes. like, yes, 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 you know, I, and I, I didn't want to advocate too hard, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. you know, but um, I was keeping posted, man. That's a blessing, bro. And his hands was praying for you, bro. Oh, give thanks, guys, because it, yeah. it truly was a. It was a whirlwind. Let's put it that way, you know. And yeah. and, and every time I get off one of these zooms, you know, whether with Oprah Winfrey, with, with yeah. Steven Spielberg, with like I ah. just walk the block, bro, because I I literally could not believe. Yeah. You know, I was home. My son was home with me, and you know, because everyone was was doing school at home, right? So yeah. So you know, I'll just be like, yo, kid, I'll be right back. You know, I just walk yep. the block because I just could not believe. The blessing, you know, you pray for things, right? And you and you work hard for things. And um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm also, you know, I come from a place where, you know, no one's done this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 this is something that we talk about a lot. You know, it's just yeah, we're first in these in these really incredible, you know, uh, places. Now, of course, we stand on shoulders of people who have yeah. who have built this, but in terms of where the glass ceiling that we're cracking, you know, we're one of the first to do it. So Bliss, man, just take me back, man. 
like take me back to Ghana. You know, yeah. From how you were explaining it to me, your people are from the north. I believe you shared yep. Ghana. Yep, the absolute north. We're from you know the Apple West region. My grandmother, you know, who ended up you know being the matriarch of our family, and and in all honesty, is where I get a lot, a lot of my creativity, without a doubt, and basic entrepreneurial spirit. You know, um, yeah. you know, she did some of everything, you know, and, and, but, yeah. but she was a phenomenal storyteller. And, you know, I always say like, she was like the HBO, Netflix, you know, of the day before, before any of that existed, <laughs> you know, because she could, she could tell stories that That's were, amazing. you know, that, that were visually, visually, you could see them. And we, you know, the beautiful thing about my family, even though we grew up in Accra, which is the most Southern, we always went to visit. You know what I mean? And, uh -huh. and she's also where so I So y'all traversing the state to go back to- Constantly, to the village, okay. you know? And every vacation, you know, my parents would go, you know, just have a stay with her and, and, and the rest of my extended family there. And we farmed, we did a lot of things, you know? And, yeah. and the beautiful thing I learned there was this idea of crop rotation, which I've kind of now evolved into creative rotation, right? Crop rotation, man, talk to us about that. So crop rotation pretty much is, you know, when, when they plant certain plants, right? They use up all the nutrients. In in the soil. In the soil, exactly. Okay. So so you have to plant something that will, you know, replenish that soil. Uh, right. And, you know, a lot of leguminous like crops do that. You know, they, they give the earth more nitrogen and such. Anyway. But that's a thing that I, you know, my grandma will explain to us, you know, just like why it's, man. why it's important to keep it rotational, right? <laughs> and, and you know, as I grew up as an artist, the beautiful thing that I've been able to hold on to that piece of knowledge is constantly figuring out how to evolve creatively and never allowing, because, you know, when, when you're fixated on one creative endeavor, what happens is that inevitably it starts to weigh. And the soil, which is you, starts to kind of wane, right? Please, I got I got full body chills right now, sir. <laughs> Yo, but that's that OG knowledge. Though, Keep going, you know? bro, because you blowing my mind. Bro, and and that the beautiful thing is, you know, a lot of people go, Yo, Blitz, you do this, you do this, you do that. How do you do it all? You know, and that legitimately directly relates to my time on the farms with my grandmother, understanding how it's critical for change. You know what I mean? And, and what happens is that when you come back and you plant that thing, it absorbs so much more uh, now because you've replenished the nutrients, right, in the soil. And so like when I make a film, you know, I look forward to going off and writing a book or, or I look forward to going out on tour as a musician. And when I come back and I make another film, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, filled up now, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, I have something else to say, you know, in that department anyway. So, you know, I've always encouraged anybody who's multifaceted as a creative man to just go out and do all these other things because they keep the well constantly flowing. I grew up in Ghana in late 80s, early 90s. And Ghana at the time was going through quite a bit of a, a transition, right? We had existed in kind of more of like a, a dictatorship for a little bit, and it was transitioning to a more democratic country, mm -hmm. which now has become one of the most stable countries on the continent. Uh -huh. But um, that period was kind of like 
transitional and the music and works that were coming out of that time were quite, um, you know, they, they weren't as politically or socially because of the level of stifling, right, of information, right? Yeah. Uh, but what happened was that hip hop dropped sometime in the late 90s, right? I'm, I'm sorry, early 90s. And one of the biggest transitions was when Public Enemy came to Ghana in 1992. Come on, at the man. height, bro. At the at the height of Fight the Power, bro. And it was. Oh, I remember. Man. I re, I remember the transitions. I I remember just the. the but Blitz, bro, what's crazy about that is, is I believe Fight the Power was done for Do the Right Thing, right? It was done for Do the Right Thing, exactly. So that, that's hip hop, film, yes. Everything like together landing, landing in Ghana at that time, right? And we couldn't, you know, again, on, we just man. we could not believe the sheer energy and force of this culture, you know. Yeah. And it, it for us, we became beneficiaries, right, of our brothers and sisters far away, far removed, right? Dealing with because you also got to remember early '90s, Rodney King, yeah. all these other things happening, and oh yeah. And, and the information about blackness in America is completely opposite of what the music is telling us, right? Yeah. You know, at the time, right? And so that transition for me, and, and that was kind of formative years for me, right? Yes. Was just understanding that, wow, man, like, okay, if I too was able to hone this power of words, right? I too could communicate far across shores, right? That that became that became my obsession. Right. You know, and, right. and so, you know, and, and thank God back then, hip hop was also continent facing. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're talking native tongues, you're talking De La. I mean, there's an argument, like there is an argument that we make or like a belief system that people have that all black art, black being an African American art, those of us that was transported here by captors. Yep. And those of us that came from various diasporas. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That all the music made is a call home. 100%. Hey, we still here. 100%. We all here. Can't, are y'all there? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me. <laughs> yes. You know, that that would be an inflection point for you when Public Enemy comes to Ghana. You know what I'm saying? It's insane, bro. And, and the beautiful thing is, you know, my understanding of art became so much more expansive. You know, because now PE is not only telling me about music, it's telling me about books to read. So like, I'm go I'm finding on, Carter man. G. Woodson. I'm finding, you know, and through all of this stuff, right? You know, Jesus. through all of this stuff, I have the blessing and, and privilege to now travel to the United States as a student, you know? And I, I went to Kent State University, which was, you know, on surface was, you know, probably one of the most, the whitest institutions you could probably ever go to. Right. But it had one of the most incredible Pan-African studies departments in the country. Right. And I, I was very lucky to land with some incredible professors that would kind of like feed me, you know, some more of what I did not know. Right. And, and in a way, I came to understand the complexities of the continent more right. as a college student, you know, wow. in Ohio, of wow. all places. Right. right because, right. because of course, now, you know, you're, you're at the intersection of all of this information, right? yeah. of writers, of, of philosophers, of, of, of idea people who have been able to put together why the things are the way they are. Right. But but now I can also look at it from a multi dimension, like multiple prisms of, oh, wait, it ain't just Africa, bro. It's yeah. it's, it's the US. Yeah. It's, it's the Caribbean. It's Latin that, America. That, that, it's, that's that's when it turned on for me too, bro. Wow. Like in college, man, I was at Sacramento State, but it was some folks there from the continent. Wow. That I'll be in in business school with. Wow. And I remember it was a cat from Sudan. 
Wow. Who I was talking, we were hearing a lot about Darfur. And, of course. Yeah. Of course. Wow. And shouts out to Amar Muhammad, who works, uh, supports me as my assistant at Proximity. He, he's Sudanese. Amazing. Out of Flint, Michigan, you know. Wow. But I remember my boy Amir, man. I say, bro, like, talk to me about it. And I was a, he was the first. He turned around, man, in the middle of business class and said, have you heard of the scramble for Africa? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, bro. Wow. I'm like, nah, I ain't heard of that. You know, he was wow. like, and he, and he, he, man, he was such an interesting dude, man, because he had um he had cerebral palsy. Wow. Um, And he kind of talked like this. He, wow. said, man, he, wow. said, he said, cool, have you heard about the scramble for Africa? Wow. You know, wow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, nah, man. So he just put, he put me on right then and there. Wow. We was like an accounting class or something. You wow. know what I'm saying? But it's, it's just, it's just interesting that, that it would happen for you there. Yeah. Cause that's how it happened for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's incredible, man. And again, I look back at, you know, the journey that you, you know, you don't know what the path is, right? What, what I have 100% understood, even back when I was in Ghana as a kid, was that something was always odd to me around the fact that you got 1.2 billion Africans and then the diaspora, let's, you know, let's add another 500 million across the board, right? Yes, sir. Um, um, easy. Easy, right? You know, and, and, and look, if we do the math, we're trending somewhere around one third of the human population, right? On, on earth, right? Yeah. And my concern, even when I was young, and I couldn't probably articulate it like this when I was younger, but I always knew something was odd around the fact that this many people, again, we're not talking about a very tiny population, we're talking about a significant chunk of this planet has so little influence and space in everything. We're talking arts, politics. I mean, I never understood why we knew so much around the world and no one knew anything about us, you know, right, and vice versa. Right. I, I never understood what, how, you know, the UN General Council was, was structured the way they were and, and who had permanent seats and who didn't. Right. I mean, there were all these things that just never made sense. Even the World Cup used to blow my mind, right? You know, right. I'm, I'm a big football soccer fan, right? right. And, and like, I never understood why there were so many European teams in the World Cup and so few Africans. Right. Again, I was just talking right. straight numerics. I didn't know, I didn't yeah. understand prejudice fully at that time, but- Yeah, you're looking at, you're looking at it like a math problem. That's yeah. it, you know, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and as the kids say, the yeah. math was not mathing, you know? Yeah, what math mean? went adding up, yeah. You know what I mean? So, 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 so anyway, yeah. all of that has just really led me to this deep curiosity around why, and also assert ourselves in all spaces to make sure that we are represented in these spaces, right? And, and that has kind of become a, a mission for me, creatively, certainly, but personally as well, is just to make sure that we are at the table. Because when you are at the table, then you can say, nah, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yes, but, but when you're not there, you know, these decisions are, are, are being made for you. Yes. Anyway, so so all that to say that that was kind of my journey early to arrive at, you know, where I met you, which was, you know, I'd come to the States, I'd traveled, I'd gone out with my band, learned a lot around the world, connected with lots of people. And then I found myself at a place where I realized that I needed to expand this creative voice of mine, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I needed to implement more this idea of, of creative rotation, right? And allow myself mm -hmm. to, to also not be so emotionally vested, you know what I mean, in, in any one thing. Right. You know? So like, I never stop. You know, like I never, I'm not checking reviews. I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. You know, like I have my, my circle that smart, gives bro. me feedback on work, you know, but, but, yeah, but, so smart. but the thing is like when I find that if, if you are hyper-focused, then all the metrics of that specific creative endeavor mean everything to you. 
right? So if, if your yeah. book ain't a bestseller, if you're, if, if, if you're not, you know, a Pulitzer Prize winner, if you're not all these things, then, then you start to feel less than, right? Yes. And what I've learned Jesus, is that if bro. you just do the work, just to do the work and just to go, you know what, the work exists, and that, that's the only reason I'm here is to make sure the work exists. And then I can move on to the next thing without waiting for the metrics to add up. You know, I'm, I'm just emotionally, I'm just in a better place. And it's really, really about my mental health. Please, man, this church, this church right here, you talking, bro. I'll just check to see if it was Sunday. <laughs> it is. It is Saturday, bro. I'll just check the calendar, bro. Cause I was like, I was like, my man preaching. Cause uh, it's so truthful, man. Let me tell you something, bro. I never told you this, man. I never told you this, but um, you talked about me recommending that book. Yes. We had an exchange, bro, at that conference, man, that really like opened something up for me that has never been closed, man. And I never had a chance to thank you. Mm. You might not even remember this, bro, mm. but you and your band, y'all performed, man. Yes. And y'all rocked the stage, bro, at that conference. And that's an insanely white space in 2016, February, Vancouver. Very. It's cold. Very. <laughs> and the rooms was predominantly white. I got to imagine it's different now. You know what of I'm course. saying? Like if you go to the conference, of course. But that was what it was in, in 16. You know, we was in there. And I remember after, man, y'all yeah, killed it, bro. And I hollered at you immediately after to tell you how much I loved you. And I could tell something had frustrated you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I say, hey, yes. man, I say, bro, you good. And it was somebody after the performance who I think might have tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, man, great energy out there. And then you said, man, what they don't understand is what, what I just did was scientific, <laughs> you know? Mm, wow, I forgot that. It blew my mind, bro. I forgot that. Because you were able to articulate, you articulated my experience watching you perform in that space, mm. and you articulated an experience that I've had before at, at different times in my life. Mm. You know, mm, mm. where I, I had given my all at something. Yes. And it wasn't recognized for what it was. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Because of the culture mm. that, it, that it was wrapped in. Yes. And um, yes. I've carried that, bro. I've thought about that moment, bro. Damn. Not just the moment, but how you articulated it. I've thought about that, bro, for like since that day. Bro, I forgot that. <laughs> I can't look at a person of African descent doing anything the same, bro. Wow. Like cooking. Sports, entertainment. Yes. Things that are on the surface scientific. Yes. Things that aren't. Yes. Acts yes. which might be deemed as criminal. Yes. Yes. All of these things, like something in me shifted. Wow. And it also made me like understand you. And I said, this dude is going to go far, man. <laughs> like wow. it's just an exchange. Well, that you were able to have a moment like that hmm. and then articulate it to me. So, <laughs> wow. You know, you broke it down so clearly. I said, man, this dude is going to be big. And it was, it was some truth in that that also like gave me um a lot of relief. Wow. Just in terms of like extending people grace, bro, wow. when they try to judge what we do. Yes. Through this lens. Yes. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Very like, narrow lens. Very narrow lens. It's like having um an extreme telephoto lens on a camera Ooh. in a place that should have a wide shot. Absolutely. 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 Man, bro, you you just reminded me man, you reminded me of something that I've been, you know, and we, we still deal with that. You know what I mean? We're still dealing with the fact that our creative, like somehow we're just spontaneously like combusting, 
You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. like, 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 like when when you make art, totally. When you make art, it's science, bro. Like, you know, you're you're taking yeah. all those things that you've you're synthesizing it through a scientific prism. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and you know, and I, I think for me the challenge is like, you know, for instance, when they see like a, a drum circle. Right, a drum circle that is like that is it's science. Like everybody knows what exact moment oh, yeah. to hit that totally. drum. You know what I mean? Like totally. like like and but it will never you know versus a symphony orchestra. And that for me has been something that I've been, you know, I've I, I, I've come to understand the prisms are different, and it's important. It wouldn't matter if we could both appreciate our prisms. You know what I mean? And 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 like you said, if we could all do the wide shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if everybody could come in and go, okay. We all gonna experience this as a wide, yeah. You know, as opposed to this extreme close up where you, you're honing in, yeah, on, on something that it, it isn't truly representative. Yes. So now we're going to get into our segment, uh, which is called Prox Rex. And this is where our proximity hosts and our guests give the audience one recommendation that might be helpful for them in their professional or personal lives. My Prox Rex is going to be a, a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a cheat this time. I'm going to recommend Blitz's album, <laughs> Diasporatical. That's going to be my Prox Rex today. <laughs> um, y'all search on y'all, y'all uh, streaming platforms. For Blitz the Ambassador, Diasporatical album. I love that album. Thank you, brother. It's beautiful representation of some of the things that we're talking about. Um, the artwork on it is beautiful. I think Blitz did that himself as well. No, I did not. I did not. Oh, you didn't do it? No, 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 no. A, 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 brilliant, did, did that a, a brilliant artist called Oliver did it. Oliver's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So shouts out to Oliver. But, but Blitz, Blitz is, a, uh, is a phenomenal visual artist as well, painter. Um, so I thought that might have been him on on that, but big shout out to Oliver. But I, I would ask that uh, that you guys engage with that album. I think y'all y'all will love it, find it motivating. It's great to write to, great to listen to in the car. That's my prox wreck. But Bliss, where where you at with it? Thanks, man. Uh, for me, man, it would be the Steve Jobs bio, man. I think every creative person should read it. It's written by Walter Isaacson. Um, it's it's one of the most incredible books I've read, just in terms of what it takes to see a brilliant idea through, mm. you know? The other thing I learned about that book, from that book was um, this idea of end-to-end -end encryption, right? And this idea that you don't only, you know, create the software, you create the hardware, you create the marketing schemes, and you create the stores in which your work will live. And you know, we were just talking about a second ago about, you know, marketing as the final frontier of filmmaking, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the fact that the artist has to be responsible for the entire gamut. Like you can't do a, a bit of it and feel like, oh, that's all. You know, you have to be able to handle the entire thing. So it's, it's just, it's a huge inspiration for me. It also taught me about retreats, you know what I mean? For, for groups, you know, my crew in War Gaze, mm -hmm. and we take, we take retreats, myself, Gabby, Natalia, uh, Taryn, we go out, you know, uh, different cities uh, uh, and just camp out, you know, and, and talk about the vision for the company and the vision for things that we want to do, you know? So incredible book worth worth reading steve jobs by walter isaacson um bliss man it's been amazing spending some time with you bro it's an honor privilege <laughs> i'm thankful that you took out the time because i know you're busy man it means a lot to us at proximity and i think um i gotta imagine audiences will appreciate hearing from you man and best of luck man 
Thank you. Finishing up Color Purple. So looking forward to it coming off this Christmas. Yeah, it's an incredible cast, man. I'm, I'm very lucky to have, you know, such brilliant, talented people. Coleman Domingo, Taraji P. Henson, Daniel Brooks, Corey Hawkins, Fantasia Barino, just Polly Bailey, yeah, John Batiste, bro. It's, it's it, Anjanou Ellis, you know, bro. Murderers Row. Bro, it was talk about a blessing. And again, again, I, for me, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you, Zinzi. Thank you to the Proximity crew, man. In Proximity is a production of Proximity Media. If you like the show, be sure to follow, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And tell your friends and loved ones to do the same. You can do that right now. Send a link to someone who you think might really like this conversation. Learn more and read transcripts of this episode and others, plus get links to the projects discussed at proximitymedia.com. Don't forget to follow at Proximity Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. The show is produced by me, Paul Amardo. Executive producers are Ryan Kugler, Zinzi Kugler, Sevo Hanian, and me. Our theme song and additional music is composed by Ludwig Gornson. Ken Nana is our sound designer and mix engineer. Paulina Cherizova is our production assistant. Audio editing for this episode is by Cameron Kell. Special thanks to the whole Proximity Media team and to you for listening to In Proximity. Meet you back here next week. Color Purple is a great launch pad for us. Yes. And God willing, my book, which I, we didn't really even talk about, you know, but it has been optioned by uh, FX and we're in the midst of turning that into a six-part series for FX. Amazing. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So, you know, like even that, it's like that's something that In War Gaze is slowly building up to in terms of its muscle. Yeah. And bro, you, you know I'll be calling you. <laughs> nah, nah, y'all off to the races, man. That's incredible news, bliss.